RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television, presents the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. For your enjoyment, here is the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Anne Whitfield, Walter Sharp and his music, yours truly, Bill Foreman, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. RCA Victor Television has been proven in millions of homes as the finest that money can buy. And now you pay less money than ever before for RCA Victor Million Proof Television. Prices are now the lowest in history. Reduced prices for a limited time only. If you act now, you can save up to $115. Think of it, savings of up to $115. And only the prices have been changed. Advanced design and careful craftsmanship remain the same. If you live in a non-television area, you'll also find RCA Victor radios, Victrola phonographs and combinations match these high standards of quality and performance. They, too, are the best you can buy. So wherever you live, choose RCA Victor television at new low prices or an RCA Victor radio or both. Just be sure of the name, RCA Victor the cornerstone of home entertainment for three generations. At the end of last May, when Phil started his summer vacation, he felt it was a good time to get himself back into physical shape. Alice, now that my vacation has started, I'm going to get a lot of exercise. Oh, take it easy, Phil. You're not as young as you used to be. What are you talking about? I'm as fit as a teenager. First thing I'm going to do is to play six sets of tennis. Oh, well, don't forget your lace panties, Gussie. <laughs> uh, when are you going to start playing? Right now. I'll just bend over and tie the laces on my tennis shoes, and then I'm set. <coughs> Ooh! Well, Phil, what happened? I think I snapped my second millinack. <laughs> Ooh, I can't straighten up. That was last May. Four months have passed, and now it's time for Phil and Alice to go back on the air. Oh, Phil, how long are you going to stay bent over double like that? <laughs> You've been in bed all summer, and I'm getting tired of seeing you lie there with your head and feet on the same pillow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you think you can straighten up for our opening show today? I'll straighten up, I'll straighten up. I've just been resting. <laughs> Perfectly all right. I'll get up and show you. Well, uh, are you sure you'll be able to stand up? Of course I'm sure. There. I'm standing. Well, uh, stand up straight. I am standing up straight. How do I look? Like a U-turn. <laughs> Stop exaggerating. Oh, I'm exaggerating. Then why is your chin resting on the floor? I'm biting a loose thread off of the carpet and shut up. <laughs> Daddy, you won't be able to go to the studio bent over like that. You won't be able to walk. I know, but it's our first show of the season and I gotta get there. There must be some way I can get out to the studio. I know how we can get you down, Daddy. How? You grab hold of your ankles and we'll roll you down like a hook. <laughs> Phyllis, aren't you a little young to start rolling men? <laughs> 
Look, anybody else got any bright suggestions about how I can get to the studio? Why don't you walk down on all fours, Philip? Oh, now, wait a minute, Willie. I'm not going to be seen on the street with Phil on all fours. How would I explain it to the neighbors? Comb his hair down over his eyes and tell him it's a sheepdog. I'll <laughs> get a leash and a can of Dr. Ross. All right, all right. <laughs> Keep quiet or I'll take the starch out of that Herbert Hoover collar. <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'm going to be okay when our show goes on the air at 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock? Well, you go on the air at 4.30. Not this year. I changed it to 5. And that reminds me, I haven't told the band about our change of time. Come on, Alice. We better get down to rehearsal and tell them. All right, fellas, quiet down. Quiet down! Hey, I want to say something before we start. What do you want, Remley? <laughs> As concert master of this organization, <laughs> I have a responsibility to the maestro. We haven't been playing together all summer, so I think we ought to practice a little before Curly gets here. This is an important day. The beginning of a new season. I want you to play your best. Okay, okay, we're ready to start playing. Good. <laughs> Let's cut the cards and see who deals. <laughs> we'll play table stakes and Jesus, jacks. Jesus, fellas, here comes Harris. Duck, duck the cards. Start tuning up, quick. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm proud of you. That was the finest rendition I've ever heard of Come On A My House. Oh, but, Phil, they were only tuning up. That's as close as they'll ever get to the melody. <laughs> Gentlemen, I want to welcome you all back. It's good to see you again. And I trust you all had a restful time at the AA summer camp. <laughs> and I'm sure you did because I know the Automobile Association has some very nice places. How about you, Remley? Did uh, you have a nice summer? It's hard to say. Why, you got a cork in your mouth? What do you mean? <laughs> Why is it hard to say? Well, remember that party we had after the last show in May? Yeah. Do you remember when you took me home, put me to bed? What about it? When I woke up the next morning, it was August. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. You missed the grape season. All right, let's get on to work. Now, we're going to open up the show with a song. However, however, we only have time for one song, and I can't decide who should sing, Alice or me. So I'm going to leave it up to you guys. All those in favor of Alice singing, say aye. Aye! Now, all those in favor of having me sing, say aye. It was close, but the applause meter says me. <laughs> that ran that Mrs. America contest last month? Don't be a sore loser. <laughs> Gentlemen, my introduction, please. One day it's gonna happen when you least expect it to. A solid golden train is gonna come down after you. It's gonna happen suddenly and then before you know, you hear that old conductor shouting all aboard, let's go so with you. 
ready for you. Be ready when you hear that ooey-ooey-oo. Will you be ready? Will you be ready when that solid golden train comes after you? Find yourself a Pullman car, then stretch out in a berth. You're lying there and thinking of the life you led on earth. You're wondering if you're heading up above or down below. And if your friends are glad or if they're sad to see you go. Will you be ready? Will you be ready when you hear that ooey ooey ooh? Will you be ready? Will you be ready when that solid golden train comes after you? Comes to a stop, then disappears beneath your feet. And all at once you're standing right in front of old St. Pete. He reads your record to you by the time that he's through. It's pretty clear to see the old boy's got a lot on you. So will you be ready? Will you be ready when you hear that Nothing you have ever done that he has overlooked Unless somehow you get a break, you know your goose is cooked You make a solemn promise, it won't happen anymore He shakes his head and says, my son, I've heard that one before So when you're out carousing with the devil in your soul You may throw sevens and elevens every time you roll But don't think cause you're winning, you'll be lucky right on through Cause one day that old golden train is coming after you So, so will you, will you be ready, will you, will you be ready When you hear that ooey, ooey, ooey You'll be ready be ready when that solid golden train comes after you. Curly, you sound different. The summer vacation has done something to your voice. It has? Yeah. Sounds sunburned. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll be better as soon as the peeling stops. All right, all right. I got no time for that gay banter. Look, it's three o'clock. We got to rehearse the rest of the show so we can be on the air at five. You mean four thirty, Curly? No, I mean five. We used to be on at four thirty, but I changed it to five. Aha! Get him! Just because his old lady's got money, he thinks he's a big shot. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. Now, go sit down, Artie. What difference does it make to you guys if we go on at 4.30 or 5? It makes a lot of difference, Curly. It's utterly ridiculous to expect any musician to go to work at 5 o'clock. What's ridiculous about it? That's the cocktail hour. <laughs> I've never heard of anything wait so Wait a minute, ridiculous. wait a minute, Alice. Just a minute now. The kid's got a point. <laughs> never thought of that. But it's too late to change it now. We gotta go on at five. I'm sorry, Curly. We just can't do it. Wait a minute. Will you look at it my way, Remley? Now, look, it may be the cocktail hour here, but when it's five o'clock in Los Angeles, it's eight o'clock in New York. So you'll really be working at eight o'clock. That's even worse. Why? That's the B&B &B hour. <laughs> Is there any non-drinking hours when you fellas are available for playing? Offhand, I can't think of it. Will you keep quiet? <laughs> now, 
Well, look, both our sponsor, RCA and NBC, approved the new time, and nothing's going to change it. I'm starting to sing at 5 o'clock. Okay, but we're going to start playing at 4.30. <laughs> you sing fast, you might catch up with it. Henry, what are you guys trying to do, ruin me? It's not us, Curly, it's the union. The band has contracted to play at 4.30, and they won't let us play at any other time. I'll talk to the union representative and straighten them out. Well, I don't think he'll talk to you, Curly, on account of his phobia. What phobia? He hates Indian band leaders who are married to blonde movie stars. <laughs> What's he got against Vincent Lopez? <laughs> union or no union, I'm going on the air at 5 o'clock. Well, then you'll have to go on without the band. Phil, this is a problem for the sponsor. Yeah, I guess you're right, Alice. Maybe Mr. Scott can't figure out a way. Come on, honey, let's get over to his house. Wait a minute, Remley, wait a minute. What's the matter? You're going to come along, too. Hey, Artie, you call the union representative and have him meet us at Mr. Scott's house. I hope Mr. Scott's at home. Hey, Curly, maybe I better go wait in the car. Scotty hates the sight of me. When he sees me, he'll slam the door in my face. I don't want to get you in the room. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Harris. Hello, Mr. Scott. Hiya, Scotty. Come on in. Well, Remley's here, too. Come in, Francis. Come in. <laughs> huh? Come in. It's good to see you again, boy. I haven't seen you all summer, and I want you to know I missed you. I must say, I've never seen you looking better. And I'm glad you came over. If this is a touch, get lost. I'm broke. <laughs> Remley, I don't need your money. I'm just trying to be a nice person. Don't try. You'll never make it. <laughs> Please. Why can't you get along with Mr. Scott? Is it a clash of personalities? It couldn't be that. Remley doesn't have one. <laughs> Uh, what did you want to see me about, Harris? Anything important? Yes, sir, it's very important uh, I want to talk to you about the show I'm glad you do I want to talk to you about it, too Have you made any improvements on it this year? Well, uh, uh, Mr. Scott, please listen You see, it's my band You see, they're not going to play on the show today Fine <laughs> <laughs> That's a step in the right direction <laughs> Mr. Scott, you don't understand. If they don't play, I won't be able to sing. Oh, this gets better as it goes on. <laughs> Will you please listen? The band refuses to go on at 5 o'clock, and you've got to do something about it. Harris, changing the time to 5 o'clock was your idea. You told me you had everything arranged. And now at the last minute, you tell me you can't do it. What are you trying to do? Sabotage our show? Well, no, sir. Are you unhappy with us as a sponsor? Are you ashamed of being associated with the RCA Victor family? Oh, no, sir. I love all three brothers of the RCA Victor family. <laughs> what three brothers? Rodney, Clyde, and Abner. <laughs> By the way, is Abner still active in the firm? No, no, he had a long playing ulcer, and we transferred... Oh, keep quiet! <laughs> that isn't what RCA stands for. Don't you people even know who you're working for? Of course we do, Scotty. Curly's a little mixed up, but not me. I'm proud of the company I work for, and I love the product you make. You do, Remley? Certainly. I wouldn't think of having pancakes without RCA syrup. <laughs> <laughs> I 
We don't make syrup. <laughs> Marinated meatballs? <laughs> no. Give me a hint. <laughs> our product is known all over the world. You must have seen our famous trademark. A little dog sitting there with his ear glued to a long horn? Oh, of course. You make ear trumpets for deaf dogs. <laughs> we make radios, television sets, records, and record players. You mean they're making the same products they made last year? <laughs> What's the matter with this company? They in a rut? Remley. Hmm? We don't have time for this. <laughs> Harris, why won't the musicians go on at 5 o'clock? Their contract calls for them to play at 4.30, and they say the union won't let them go on at any other time. That's ridiculous. We never had trouble with the musicians' union before. I just called Petrillo and settled the whole thing. Now, I won't do you any good. He ain't the head of our new union. <laughs> what new union? I forgot to tell you, Curly, during the summer, me and the rest of the boys joined a new group. What's this new group? Well, it's known as the Amalgamated Federation of Musicians who don't have to know how to play a note as long as they pay their dues on time guild. <laughs> sort of a protective association. It sounds like a racket to me. Mr. Scott, I resent your implication. I'll have you know our group is a fine organization and our representative is a gentleman of the highest caliber. That must be him now. Come in. Mr. Scott, you'll find our representative a wonderful person to do business with. He's reasonable, tolerant, <laughs> and fair-minded. Don't nobody move, I got you covered. <laughs> See what I mean, Scotty? Remley, Grogan is your representative. He's our boy. He's very intelligent, and he handles all disputes in a dignified manner. You said it. <laughs> now then, which one of you monkeys are got a beef? <laughs> Smooth approach, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Grog, these gentlemen think our union is being unfair to them. We are never unfair. If anybody's got a complaint, just tell us. We're always ready to listen to both sides of the story. Now then, who's got the squawk? I have. It seems your musicians refuse Just to... a minute. Are you a member of our guild? No. Then shut up. <laughs> Only guild members are allowed to talk. Harris, I would advise you to join our union. I ain't joining no strong-arm outfit. What a foolhardy decision. <laughs> now you won't have our protection against having an accident. What kind of an accident can I have? Well, here's our list. Pick one out that appeals to you. <laughs> well, I suggest number four because there's very little pain with that one. In Just your... a moment. I have something to say, Grogan. Remley. Hmm? Who's this sloppy little fat boy? <laughs> He's our sloppy little sponsor. Now, Mr. Grogan, this is a very simple problem. We changed the time of our show, and we want your musicians to start at 5. Now, wait a minute. Our contract calls for us to play at 4.30. Now, gentlemen, this is a simple problem to solve, and I got a solution that will make both sides happy. Remley? Sir? 
From now on, you guys start at five and you play backwards till you get to 4.30. (laughs) I have spoken. But you ain't said nothing. (laughs) We are wasting time. Harris, it's up to you to see that the show goes on at five o'clock or I'll cancel your contract for the rest of the season. All right, now, don't worry. Don't worry, Mr. Scott. I'll take care of it. I want to see the president of this union, Remley. Okay, his house is right around the corner. We'll just cut through the back alley. Oh, Phil, I won't be able to sing on the show tonight. It's only an hour before showtime, and I haven't rehearsed my song yet. You can rehearse it on the way over to the president's house. You expect me to sing in an alley? Get used to it. If we blow this show, we'll both be singing in an alley. Getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. Getting to know you, putting it my way but nicely. You are precisely my cup of tea. Getting to know getting you, to know you, getting to feel real easy. When I am with getting you, to know getting to know what to say. Haven't you noticed? Suddenly I'm bright and breezy Because of all the beautiful and new Things I'm learning about you Day by day, day by day Better and better, better and better It's our pleasure to make your humble acquaintance Getting to know you to feel free and easy when I am with you getting to know what to say haven't you noticed suddenly I'm bright and breezy because of all the beautiful and new things I'm learning about you Well, here's the president's house, Curly. I hope he's home. Hey, Rem, this house looks familiar. Seems I've been here before. Who is your president, anyway? What's on your mind, Mac? I'm dead. (laughs) Julius, are you the president of the Musicians Protective Guild? That's right, and I hereby find you $200. (laughs) (laughs) What for? Give me the money. I'll think of something later. I wouldn't give you nothing. What's the idea of organizing my band behind my back? They belong to a legitimate union. Your guild is nothing but a racket. How dare you? How have you know our guild is a noble institution? I worked day and night to get this started, and now that our great guild is a realization, it has but one aim, one goal, one purpose. What's that? To louse you up. <laughs> Julius, you gotta listen to me. You're starting to bore me Now wait a minute, Julius I got a problem And you got to listen It's a matter of life and death It involves my career My my whole future Oh, that's different I'm a busy man But if it's that serious I'll listen 
State your case, but keep it to three words or less. What? You got two words left. Look. <laughs> One word. Julia. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, listen, kid, you gotta help me. Now, the time of our show has been changed, and we want you to let the band play at 5 o'clock instead of 4.30. I see. And if I gave my permission to let them play at 5, that would solve your problem and make everything easy for you, wouldn't it? That's right. What do you say, kid? Let's do it the hard way. <laughs> I can't let your band play at 5 o'clock. Unless, of course, you join my union. Ah, ah, so that's it, huh? The whole thing is a plot to force band leaders to join your union. We don't force nobody to join. Nearly every band leader in the country joined our union voluntarily because they saw the wisdom... <laughs> that scream. That came from the cellar. Who you got down there? Harry James. <laughs> But I have a little trouble with him Ah, you can't scare me You haven't got Harry James down there <laughs> What was that? Harry, it's tough playing a trumpet with ten broken fingers <laughs> Okay, all right, all right, you got me now, if I join your union, can I play at five? Sure. Okay, then I'll join. Come on, Alice. We got to get on Not over there. Not so fast. First, you got to pay the initiation fee. It ain't much. Just enough to cover postage when we mail your union card. Okay, how much is it? $50,000. <laughs> Who you got licking your stamps, Barbara Hutton? <laughs> Are you crazy or something? I ain't paying no $50,000 to get oh, into it. Oh, Phil, don't argue over a few pennies. <laughs> Give him the 50000 Don't be silly I don't carry that kind of money around with me Julius, all I got is $8 I'll take it You haven't got any money on you, Curly How do you know? Artie picked your pocket during rehearsal He couldn't find a quarter I hide it when I get around you guys I got it stashed in my shoe Stop stalling and get the door All up. right, all right Just give me a chance to bend over and untie <laughs> Anyone for tennis? All right. <laughs> there goes my back again. Now I won't be able to do the show today. Ah, yes, you will. Pick him up, Frankie. But I won't be able to sing my song. Oh, don't worry, Phil. We'll get Jackie Robinson to take your place. He can do anything. Yes. <laughs> Now here's Phil once again Thank you Folks I went to the RCA Victor people this summer When we heard that they'd chosen our show again for this fall And I told them that I wanted to do something extra I really wanted to work They felt that was novel <laughs> But seriously, I meant it I asked them to let me tell our listeners from time to time About this great company and its great products RCA Victor always stands for extra value. Right now, when you buy any RCA Victor instrument that plays 45 records exclusively, you get over $6 worth of record albums at no extra cost. 
For example, when you buy RCA Victor's new Victrola 45 record changer attachment, you may pick out over $6 worth of record albums without paying a penny additional. Albums by Perry Como, Tony Martin, Toscanini. Tony Martin? Toscanini. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-five hit albums of great music to choose from. So go look at the 45 record changer attachment, and remember it's only $12.95. Or any RCA Victor instrument that plays 45s, and then get in on this terrific new offer. Over $6 worth of record albums. That's a bonus for you. Try it for me, won't you? No extra cost. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We're very happy to be back with RCA. And now that we got it all settled about the new time, we hope you'll be listening each week. Remember, we'll be with you each week directly following the big show. Um, Alice, would you like to say something? Good night, darlings. <laughs> that should have been my line. Remember when you're buying a television set, a radio, a Victrola phonograph, or... Next, it's the Theater Guild and Main Street on NBC.